0: Before you go any further, look below and click the subscribe button. Hello, welcome to Savvy the Business Podcast and we are on with Miss Yolanda Collins this morning and this is going to be an interesting conversation, something a little different than what we normally talk about, but it's still a relevant conversation. So, um michelanda i came across her on uh linkedin I, actually i think she reached out to me and we just kind of chatted a little bit and uh that's how we came to the podcast kind of getting on and off rescheduled but we're finally here and i'm excited that we are finally here um to have this discussion so sit back Strap in, because it's going to be one of those type of conversations. So before we get started, I'm going to read a little bit of her bio, and then we're going to jump straight in. Awesome. All right. In July of 2021, I walked straight out of corporate. Yeah, I'm sorry. I walked straight out of corporate for many reasons. Toxic, discriminatory, DEI, performative rhetoric racist HR practices, and it's one of the best decisions she's ever made. Yolanda worked on the front line for 19 months, while she also served as co-chair of uh, the Black Employee Resource Group, which landed her in the emergency room and subsequent leave of absence last May, Would she know stress and pure exhaustion uh, from work was the culprit? While out on leave, she was not able to get the proper care and rest needed because her manager kept probing and inquiring about her diagnosis and for her estimated return to work. Of course, under the false pretense of being concerned, we all understand that. Um, she know what it was all about. She uh was, like we said, the co-chair of the Black Employee Resource Group and founding member who actually pinned the charter. After George Floyd's lynching, my organization, her organization screwed like many trying to be relevant. In doing so, Black employee employee listening tours were launched to find out what our company can do better. And if Black employees experiencing discrimination, well, that opened a Pandora's box. As many DEI and ERG practitioners post George Floyd, Various people cried out and spared not, but were meant to push back, often reprimanded and told, we didn't get here overnight, so we can't fix this overnight. So Ms. Shalanda, what prompted straight out of corporate and the journey that you are on?
1: I am so glad you asked, Melissa. And first of all, thank you for the invite. Thank you for our meeting. It, it, it was destined, it was organic in many ways. And so I just want to, first of all, thank you. And thank you for your listeners who will, will tune in and will uh, take away from, from this very riveting uh, discussion today. So straight out of corporate, yes, it is one of the brands that I am boldly walking in. Um, was a spin out, not only of this past July. But it really was a journey that started eight years ago. I feel like um, that was the beginning of me really taking wings and understanding where my voice was and how I was going to show up. This is really part two to that, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so loud right now because I'm very comfortable in this space. And so, what straight out of corporate really means it's it's um, it is uncut, it is unedited. It's conversation and discussion around what is happening in the workspace, uh, particularly for black employees. That's who I am. I'm a black woman, indigenous woman, African-American, all those things here in America and in corporate America. And so our experiences are always um, heightened as it relates to whatever is happening in general. So Straight out of Corporate is addressing those things straight head on, uh, unapologetic, just like the, um, the group that had the song uh, straight out of Compton, it was explicit. It was addressing the a conversation, much needed conversation at the time around what was happening to Black Americans across the country, but particularly in that community. So the same thing here, mm-hmm. straight out of com- um, corporate, will address and will talk about the things that Black Americans, Black workers, are facing in corporate America.
0: So. I've, you know, had this conversation with, before with some other uh guests that a lot of things that are happening now are not new. It's just, you know, a huge spotlight is being put on so many things uh-huh. after, you know, the George Floyd incident.
1: And uh-huh.
0: you know, everyone is, you know, screaming D E I. That's not new. It's not something that was just dream- dreamt up after you know, George Floyd, but you saw this huge spotlight on DEI, um, Black employees, Black America, women in, in uh, corporate America, mm-hmm. women against these at the tables. I mean, you know, we go on and on of all these things. They're about like, oh, wow. Oh, right. Really? Let's talk about this. Let's do this. Let's fix this. It's not new. So yeah. post George Floyd, why do you think that so many companies are trying to you know cover up you know um, you know so many are just doing it cuz it's a checkbox to say hey yeah we did it we had the training and then you have some that are really trying to make those changes what are your thoughts on corporations that's checking the box and the ones that's really putting an effort to say let's get this right
1: i'm um, so again that's we we're, we're definitely going deeper uh, in fact, I just finished a uh, um, interview with the national international outlet. I uh, can't quite say who it is just now, but we're going to dive into some of that content to do ju- yeah. today because that was just a few hours earlier. But let me first step back and say it is a knee jerk reaction reaction again uh, straight out of corporate. We're giving it to you straight for the most part. Most corporations, it was a knee jerk reaction. Uh, This is not anything new, especially for black employees. Um, This has been a part of my career working in the multicultural space, having these discussions around um, where black, not only employees, but consumers fit into a corporate brand. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's go even further. You have to remember that it was our ancestors that started the civil rights movement and in the 60s and 70s, we're pushing for um, equal employment um, so that our presence was reflected uh, appropriately in corporate America as we were represented in uh, uh, the numbers in this country. So that, that fight started with, um, with our ancestors, um, Martin Luther King, John Lewis, and then and, and it made its way into, you have to remember, in fact, this past uh, Monday was the 59th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech. So my question to you, Melissa, is did you hear any company mention that? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> of course so not. If you're so concerned about, um, you know, where we show up in this country, if you don't do a commercial, at least you, you could have done um, a post on LinkedIn or some of your social platforms to talk mm-hmm. about a very historic moment. Again, that ushered in all of these things that we're now talking about today. So yes, it was it's performative. It was a knee jerk reaction, and it was a chance for companies to to give the impression that they cared and that they are concerned and that they. Uh, see what's happening in in this country. And I have to tell you, in straight out of corporate, uh, there was a lot of false flagging, that uh, there was a lot of fake statements being made. And uh, as I went through that process, and I can stand here today and say that most of the companies are not delivering on those results. In fact, part of that interview that I just finished, I'm hearing that most of the companies are, are actually cutting back on their budgets as we stand uh, here today. So they're not hiring those diversity consultants. They probably uh, did not bring on half of the positions that they um, posted on LinkedIn. And if you were hired uh, maybe a year or a half ago, if you look at the numbers now, I would probably say that maybe 50% if not higher, are no longer with those organizations.
0: And you heard it here first. And and you're probably right. And, you know, like you just mentioned that, you know, who really recognized, you know, the anniversary and this could have been a, an opportunity for Walmart, you know, the big controversy with the ice cream and all of that, since you want to go, you want to go there. So why not, you know, be prepared to really go there and have those conversations and come back with you know, doing a celebration of, you know, this is so many things that they could have done and then partnering with so many of these Black-owned companies to absolutely. highlight, you know, the I have a dream, you know, these companies are starting with their dream. That could have been a segue into celebrating, partnering with these Black uh, businesses and putting those products on the shelves.
1: That is absolutely, you hit it spot on. And again, as um, Destiny would have it, I was a part of a conversation yesterday um, where Walmart was the keynote speaker, and they talked about um, some of the things that they're doing um, since George Floyd and uh, the things that they're making. It's more from a philanthropic standpoint. So I got right in the chat, again, because we're straight out of corporate. So we bring it um, anytime we're in those platforms. And and so I said, um, did your did someone reach out to you, your team, when that idea of uh, the ice cream came up for Juneteenth? team right. where you sought out? Now, I know it's a different business unit. Again, I know how those companies are set up. Again, I worked for one of the uh, largest global brands for 19 years. So I know what the nonprofit versus the for-profit arms look like and how they interchange. But I wanted to know. um If it wasn't them, I was kind of expecting to hear, no, it wasn't our team, but it was this, I don't expect to hear everything behind the scenes, but it was pretty much a blanket statement. uh, We're sorry we hurt you. And I believed her, um, but what we're expecting to hear now in this day and age is uh, a little bit more than that. I'm, I'm done and most Black employees are done hearing the I'm sorry even outside of corporate America, when we see the tragic killings and shooting, I'm sorry is no longer enough. And so um, that response, um, that works for you internally, but when you come outside and you're talking to people and as you're trying to attract talent, you're gonna have to bring it and you're gonna have to be transparent. You're You're gonna have to say more than I'm sorry, what are you doing and what's happening next and how did you fix that situation again? Uh, And again, the 59th anniversary of I've Had a Dream would have been the perfect time to do so.
0: Yes, it would have. What um, advice do you have for um, employees that are still at these organizations going through the same old, same old, you know, they wanted to say, okay, we're going to fix, we're not going to do this. We want to make sure that we're being fair across the board. But that Band-Aid, it's not even all the way adhered to the skin, you know, it's partially on. And the the things that, you know, these companies are saying that they want to do, but they're really not doing them. You know, they're speaking it, they're saying it. Some have even, you know, written it down, but the action is not there. What advice would you have uh, for some employees that, you know, they can't walk away from the jobs right now, um, and because of that, we have to be hush-hush. We have to just, okay, let me go in, do what I have to do, go home. What advice would you have for us employees on how they could start to work through some of these and possibly uh, start trying to have some of these conversations with the leaders that are really interested and not just there to check a box?
1: Absolutely. So that that um, is kind of what we're hearing about now, I would say the last couple of weeks, you've been hearing this term about quiet quitting. So that kind of speaks into, you know, you can't leave your job right now. You just can't walk out of the door. And yeah. so while I don't believe in that term, quiet quitting, I think it's been that leadership that again, corporations, even some in the media are trying to put on uh, an, um, an epidemic or another pandemic that's happening because there is a culture shift that's happening in corporate. People are fed up, they are tired, they, are, they uh, want to have equal pay for equal work. Um, so there's a lot behind the spin on why they want to make it um, or market as if it's, or demonize uh, people for uh, truly standing up for themselves. And uh, speaking up when they know that there are things that are are not um, uh, happening um, in the, the workplace as they should. And so I always say it's a to- it's a toxic and an abusive uh, environment. Again, we try to water that down. So let's call it what it is. So my advice to employees, particularly Black employees that find themselves in this position, the first thing is uh, self. You hear a lot about wellness and um you know making sure that your well care in fact companies are supposedly putting a lot of money into that Mm -hmm. but i'm going to say to black employees um go back to your source go back to your to your roots to your family those things those teachings that um we have um very well been taught about how to um thrive in uncertain times. Um, we, I come from very humble beginnings. And so I know what it is to make something out of nothing. So if there is a moment, and I had to do it for myself, where I literally had to take a sabbatical. I didn't go to Thanksgiving uh, dinner that, that first time that I stepped out of corporate. I told my family I wasn't making the potato salad. Because I knew that things were shifting in my life and I had to get alone. I had to steal away. And so it is um, very intentional and you have to ask yourself some really hard hitting questions. I literally put a plan together eight years ago and I'm walking in that plan right now. I do want to say to many Black employees that are listening to this it does not happen overnight that work, that transformation but you have to sit with yourself. You have to be still and you have to know. You have to know when enough is enough. You have to know when it's your time. I can never tell you when that is or how that is, but you also have to also recognize and have a come to yourself moment. And then when you start to visualize and set that vision and cast that vision for yourself and you set a timeline, You be very strategic and write that vision down, make it plain for yourself, by yourself. And then you start to walk in it. Will you have fear? Yes, you will. And I say step and walk through that fear. But when you sit with yourself and you begin to hear um, those answers come back first and foremost for yourself Mm -hmm. and you make that vision clear, um, it will come to pass. And so that's my first, um, set of advice. And then, so the practical piece is the next thing that I started to do is I changed my, um, my, I won't even say diet, but it was my relationship with food. I started to work out like it was literally things that I had to work out of my, my body. And, um, so with my plan and with changing some things in terms of, uh, how I, um, wanted to become healthier. And that was also part of that process. uh, Things began to be enlightened. So um, in addition to what I call kind of that spiritual piece, it's the physical piece. And then again, just that practical piece of your plan. And so um, those are the three uh, buckets that I would put that, um, that into in terms
0: of your next step, that advice from a personal standpoint. It's interesting that you, you know, said like you know, with exercising, which we know that is a lifestyle change. It's not some okay. Well, I'm gonna do it this week and I do it again in two more weeks. It's kind of like you know, if you're gonna do, you have to be you know dedicated to it. It's a lifestyle, so you have to make all of these adjustments. Would you say that that would be a good analogy? When you're making your plan on figuring out what that lifestyle is, the same as how, wh- what is your vision? What is your journey? What road do you wanna travel through your career or entrepreneurship, whatever direction you're going? How are you gonna get on that road and start traveling?
1: Mm-hmm. And so, one of the other things that you're also gonna do as part of your plan is you're gonna list and look at, okay, who's done this before? you know, I always say you, you don't uh, build things um, that are sustainable alone, and you really do need a team. So as part of that plan, you also have to look at, okay, who do I want to incorporate in my team? Sometimes you're going to actually ask people to leave that team. And I'm talking about family, I'm talking about friends, colleagues, Um, you have to Mm reimagine your dream team. And so Um, to get to that next place. or when you're putting that plan together, it uh, will include um, very strategic individuals and you have to to begin, begin to align yourself. And you again, have to be very, very, uh, just like with your workout, very, very strategic and disciplined and consistent with um, how you show up with your workout, how you show up with the people that are now Mm -hmm. a part of your new team, you have to uh, be very diligent and consistent with that plan that you write down for yourself.
0: Wow. What do you think about people um, afraid to or not quite sure if they should have a mentor? So as they're going through this journey and mapping out that plan and like you're saying, you know, uh, it's take, it takes a team. So that support behind you and it's more so I, I, you know, you always going to have that family behind you. You know, you're going to have them family you know, that's going to support you in there, but let's, how about you get someone that you don't know? So uh-huh. that can not just be there to agree with you and, oh yeah, I'm support you, rah, rah. And not to say you shouldn't have that, but to have someone that don't know you to really uh-huh. say, well, hold on, you know, pump your brakes. You're moving too fast. You know, have you done this? Have you really looked at this? I see you want to get well over here, but you know, I see you haven't done X, Y, Z. So what do you think about someone with mentors and not quite sure if they should have one as they're going through this to have that person to really talk to, um, get advice from and to really hear what they have to say. But on the other end, being open to, you know, the criticism or things that they may not agree with you on.
1: Got it. So I'm just going to share my, how my journey was and each person's can be a little bit different, but I'm going to tell you what worked for me. Honestly, Mm -hmm. during the initial phase, I went inward. I didn't seek, um, advice outward. And I think for me, part of that process was I really needed to silence all the voices. That was part of the problem. I was, um, a part of a huge organization Mm -hmm. that was like, Yolanda, you're great at this. But I said, I know, but I need to be promoted almost, two or three times above this. I know you you want me to stay in this role because I'm good, but you're actually hindering, uh, you're hindering me. So I I was around great people, great minds. Um, Again, a global brand. I had great colleagues and coworkers. Um, My family was great, but I had to silence those voices because Mm -hmm. this was a shift. Again, when you, when I decided straight out of corporate I knew that it was going to be bold, audacious. It was going to be something that I had never done before. It was literally going to shift my life. I am now literally 2,100 miles from where I was born and raised. I'm talking about those kind of shifts. Yeah, wow. Strova, yes, country. Um, everything about my life, every facet of my life changed. It's a complete, it was a total, it's, it's a, it was a rebirth. During that time, I was using the hashtag, uh, refresh, renew and um and relaunch Mm -hmm. that's what i was doing and so Mm -hmm. i also had to create some um affirmations for myself uh not just scriptures but really i had to speak uh to myself and so i silenced voices i wasn't looking for a mentor i wasn't looking for someone to help me create or to shift it was definitely an internal uh piece first now am i guess against a mentor Am I against someone that can help you uh, craft that? Yes, but I think for this type of move, it's something you've never done before. And I had to agree to allow myself, to trust myself, to trust my voice. And now that um, I'm in the place that I imagined, that I, I wrote that vision down for myself, I am starting to incorporate other voices, other thought leaders, such as yourself. And I'm allowing myself to now expand. So, um, And for me, that was the first time in my life that I trusted myself and that I didn't have to rely on um, the direction and the leadership or the expertise of everyone else. And so um, that was funda- that was a fundamental shift. And so that is an, that again is advice that I would give to those that are listening. Trust yourself, trust your voice, and then when you begin to move into that, um, that you um, that you that you wrote down, you literally wrote that plan. Those mentors, those new voices, that uh, those new associates are going to come. Again, as they say, when the student is ready, the the teacher is ready. Who you surround yourself with really does matter. The people you associate with and spend time with have a huge impact on who you become and what you do in your life. Hi, my name is Jeff Hagee,
0: and I wanna tell you about my Inner Circle Mastermind group. This is a group that's designed to surround you with like-minded high achievers who will help you to think bigger and amplify the performance of
1: your business and your life while tearing down all the barriers that are holding you back. A mastermind is the fastest way to get you to the next level. If you're ready to network and connect with other successful entrepreneurs and influencers, go to com slash mastermind.
0: I love that. I love that. And I really love that you say, you know, spend time with yourself, you know, and, and listening to those voices, cutting out the noise. I, you know, like that you say, you know, it's taking that time. For you before you Uh do start to stretch and do other things you know sit Uh with yourself for a minute yeah Yeah. I did
1: some other drastic things again but very practical I got rid of cable you know I uh, but
0: that's almost like oh but no I get
1: it though
0: I get it
1: if I if I Gave you a list of the things that I, you know, even when I wrote the plan, I said, "Well, how am I going to do this?" Um, it was also a, de- it was also a decision that I was going to have to change my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant I wasn't going to be able to get my hair done as much. So Spirit said, "Cut it off." But mm-hmm. I and I had been, I had been natural before, but it was uh, when you cut it off, you don't have to worry about going to the salon, you know getting yeah. all fancy take those take those nails off you're gonna have to save some money so I literally did some other practical things about uh so people say it's a fear what is the number one fear when you think about if you left your cor- corporate role right now or in your your, your business mm-hmm. uh, you're thinking about those finances so I literally said okay well how are you going to do this from a financial standpoint mm-hmm. get rid of the fluff Yolanda get rid of um get rid of, um, yeah, it was a lot of things that I wanted, those creature comforts. Um, And so again, when I had to step away from some of my associates and family and go inward, that also meant we're not going out to dinner. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you guys continue to do that. I'm on a different journey. And all those things are fine. And I'll probably go back to doing some of those things again Mm -hmm. in the future. But when I went kind of in that, incubator I didn't have I really didn't have time but I also had to make that sacrifice and and to a certain degree I still am mm-hmm. and so what was difficult years ago I don't even think about it anymore because I now understand the purpose and yeah. I also see, um the fruit of that and it's come things are coming into fruition so I get it I understand it and so you have to decide do you still want to do what everybody else is doing you want to follow the crowd Are you going to follow what you wrote down? Going to follow that plan
0: that you wrote down.
1: Wow. And you have to, you
0: have to decide. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and and I have absolutely nothing against anybody that's out there doing vision boards or anything like that. But, um, I think that plan of, like you said, writing it down, making a list, uh, writing down some details, Mm -hmm. um gives you a little bit more time with yourself opposed to concentrating on clipping out some pictures and gluing them to a board mm-hmm. um and again don't nobody come for me i have nothing in, against you in vision boards but you know it's just you know taking the time you know to you know write down a little bit more details because you know opposed to Concentrating on a picture, you're not really thinking about self and that journey and things that you're doing. Cause you're trying, okay, I want this picture. Let me find this picture. Your thoughts mm-hmm. are more so into that. And even if you want to do that, and now that you've found that picture, what else you have to say about that picture? Instead of it Stop. just being a vision of, you know, materialistic things and being successful. What uh-huh. is your plan? What is your detail? You know, what, what are your steps to get to that vision? Exactly. So I, I, I love that, that you're talking about that and, and saying that, and right. that leads me into talking about, uh, journaling. Uh-huh. So with, you know, like the plan that you're talking about, you know, have you a plan, write these things down, how would you say a person should incorporate their journaling to be a part of that plan and the importance of that journaling and how the two can tie? So if I could turn my camera, I would, but it may
1: mess everything up. So I have, and I'm with you on the vision boards. I think they're a great idea. Yeah. I've never done what I call a vision board, I like to call them a manifestation or reality. Mm, Uh, In my mind, I'm already past a vision. Yeah. So for me, uh, but I I think they're important because it's to me, a a vision board is kind of a big picture Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I'm, I'm in my mind. I always try to go like the next step. So I go past there. Mm -hmm. Now, what I do and I'm not a big, like every day I go into a journal, but I, almost always have post-its and notes like this is um on my wall and I write um notes to myself I used to do this to my son as well you could probably mm-hmm. see I put some up yeah and I don't even know what I wrote that about but this one was also very important to me um That'll be in a book that's going to be coming up soon. I don't know if you can see that. Mm -hmm. This 12121 is the last time I asked permission to take off for my birthday. But I put different things and I've always had post-its around me um, that make me take action, that speaks to a specific incident or a situation or, again, a vision. But um, on a lot of my list, they actually will spell out what I have to do. Because that picture, or that vision board is nice. But if you don't tell your, again, and it's, again, a conversation you have to have with yourself. Like, right. how am I going to get to the next step? What yeah. does that look like? So you wrote all that down and you put those fancy bullets and you, you're writing these feelings out. But you, the next step for me is you have to ask yourself, so what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it, Yolanda? And if you can't answer have an answer for yourself and you go, you're going to ask a mentor or somebody else, it goes back to what we were saying before, you're going to ask the mentor, a question that you have an answer for yourself. Mm. That's the problem. And, and, um, I get, I have been one to always kind of trust my voice, but I did have to get to the point where I had to push myself beyond just writing those things down. Or uh, desiring or envisioning something, and so I, I have to admit I've gotten to the point now that I hold my own self accountable, and I give myself even timelines and deadlines mm-hmm. to get certain things done. That's why that that one is very special for me that one twenty one twenty one I will never ask for permission to take my birthday. And um so this year, twenty twenty two, became a reality. I didn't have to ask anyone for my, to take my birthday off and it'll never happen again, ever. And I also want to raise my son and my niece who are very, uh, a nephew who are close to me. And I'm sharing a lot of these principles with them because I want them to be, when they start knowing you will yeah. never have to ask for your birthday off. You will never have to deal with certain things that I did and our ancestors before because I'm 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 taking the time to hold myself accountable and ask myself those questions and then answer. And the answer is not vague, it's very strategic, it's very deliberate, and has a date and a
0: time assigned to it. Wow. Do you want to be known as the subject matter expert in your industry? Scan the QR code today to take advantage of the $200 discount for a brand assessment. The assessment will give you a summary of how your brand can step up a notch to get noticed. We have been seen in various platforms and have gained credibility and are known as the subject matter expert for digital media and branding. Sign up today for a brand assessment and a one-on-one consultation with me, Melissa Ambers. Don't get left behind. It's time for your brand to stand out. That um, I think is is is. We can go. We can have you know a a really really long conversation about this. But I think this is a perfect segue sure. to leave something with the audience on holding yourself accountable, being accountable and standing in that whatever it is and it's not always pretty so what would you say to our audience on holding yourself accountable whether you're in the mud or whether you're in the top of the mountain how what would you say um to to our audience uh-huh.
1: So a couple of things went through my mind as we talked about that because I also go back to the whole straight out of corporate thing and how I got there um i'm gonna say this that uh corporate is uh, it's a beast <laughs> and it'll 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 eat you alive yes if you're not if you're not uh, careful and I want to be very um truthful with, I know what you're going through. I know that you're facing uh, interesting um, cultures. Uh, Again, they're toxic, but I don't want you to get lost uh, again in the mud of all of that. Uh, The biggest thing I, I have to say is to know your power. Don't ever lose sight of who you are and the power that you stand in and the the ancestors that were behind you. And um, so the other piece of that is um, remember, take an account, reflect on, um, for many of us, even getting through high school and college was a journey for us to even show up in those corporate spaces. Do you know what it took to get there? This girl was from the west side of Chicago in a community that uh, was torn up after Dr. King marched down the street that I was born on, Independence Avenue. That's where that fight came from. I think when Dr. King marched down Independence, something must have come through that house <laughs> um, and landed on me. But when we think about where we have really come from, we cannot lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have to pull ourselves together, even in these corporate spaces and don't lose sight of who you are and where you've come from. And then you will begin to really, um, to feel, as they say, your strength come. You're gonna gonna feel your strength coming. And so um, when you do that and you, you gather yourself and you remember and reflect, um, uh, I guess the next piece of advice would be to 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 implement your plan and and walk and execute on that plan. Um, that's that's very important. I, that those are the those are the major highlights that I'd like to bring out. So, anything else you want me to reflect on? I I, I really I think I got I I got kind of lost in my journey there for a minute, and I I think I was reflecting. I literally began to reflect on. Uh,
0: where I came from as I was sharing that. So, but I think that was important, you know, in that moment um, that, you know, you were reflecting on that because that's a piece of you that's really, you know, coming Mm -hmm. across and being shared. So I think that, you know, in that moment, it was definitely important for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So, but let everyone know how they can reach you, get in touch with you and just follow your journey on things that you're doing.
1: Thank you so much for asking again, and thank you for having me. The place that I'm most active, I am on social quite a bit, Uh, LinkedIn is my jam. I'm on LinkedIn um, every day, uh, almost all day. There are periods when I'll go quiet, because sometimes I'm going internal. Uh, But LinkedIn, I am Yolanda Renee, uh, but I'm also known as the corporate auntie. So you're going to see a lot more of that coming out really soon. Of course, my brand is uh, straight out of corporate. Uh, we are building some platforms around that. And so there's going to be merchandise and there might be a book or two coming out under that brand. So, but uh, that's the best way to find me is on um, on LinkedIn and you'll probably see a lot more of me on TikTok and some other social under that,
0: uh, on, in your, all of those
1: names. So
0: wow excellent thank you so much Yolanda for coming on
1: thank you so much thanks for having me
0: yes ma'am do you want your business in front of an international audience advertise with us today savvy the business podcast send us an email at media at that's media at s-a-v-v-y m-a-g dot b-i-z send it today don't get left out. Follow us on our Instagram at biz, and on our YouTube channel, Savvy the Business Podcast. Thank you for joining us on Savvy the Business Podcast. If you want to be a guest, send an email to media at savvymag.biz. That's media at S-A-V-V-Y-M-A-G Don't miss out on the opportunity to be heard by millions.